Welcome to the Joe Ciccarelli Show, where I coach and inspire you to live your very best life, one step at a time. Hey guys, welcome to episode number four of the Joe Ciccarelli Show. Stop judging yourself in others. Today is a rant by yours truly where I take a deeper dive into this particular saboteur called the judge. This is a universal saboteur, a universal voice we all have in our heads. It might show up in different ways, but I can promise you and I will show you in this episode that we all deal with this and it has significant impacts on our life. I'm going to outline the three particular areas that this really hits home for all of us. And then I'm also, as you would expect, going to provide some actionable insight at the end that's going to help you lessen the saboteur, significantly decrease your stress, and all around just live a better life. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining today. Today's episode, Stop Judging Yourself in Others. I'm going to break this thing down into three areas. The first one is an intro where I'm going to run through an explanation of the saboteur. I've talked about it uh, intermittently throughout all my episodes, and I'm going to do a deeper dive into it today and certainly get started on that. There's going to be a lot of talk about this in general, but we're going to start today. And the goal of the initial part is just for you to really understand it a little bit more and understand where it comes from and help you kind of see it in yourself a little bit. And if you can't see it in yourself in the first part, the intro, the third, the the second part, I'm going to dive into three specific areas where it shows up in all of us. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how we judge ourselves, how we judge others, and how we judge our circumstances. And then the last section, as always, I'm going to focus on some action from here. And uh, great, Joe, you've told us all this cool stuff. This is insightful. This is useful. What the hell do I do next? And that's where we're going to go at the end, as always, guys. Um, That's what this is all about, actionable insight. And uh, let's kick kick this thing off here. Every single negative emotion that you have, that we have in our life, is caused by a saboteur. That's a pretty deep thing to say, but it's the truth. Saboteur, inner critic, the gremlin, that voice inside your head that creates negative emotions has a name, and that name is the saboteur, or the inner critic, or the gremlin. And uh, that might be insight in itself. I didn't know that until I started getting into all that stuff. I didn't know there was a name for that. I didn't. I just just thought I had good days and bad days, and that was the end of it. Uh, that's that's where that's where I want to kind of dive into a little bit here. Is is where this where this thing inside our head comes. Why do we have it? What is it? Right. And I'm going to refer to this a couple times here, but um, this is going to be part of the action. But I want you to keep in mind here as we talk through this, guys. This is not you. There's a difference. Between, there's a very big difference between. Um, the voices inside your head and who you are as a person. If you listen to my last episode, we did a great job of pulling that out with one of the clients. And that's very important to understand here, right? And that's step one. If you walk away with nothing from this episode, just realize that this saboteur, any saboteur is not you. All these negative emotions aren't you. We're not supposed to, we weren't created in this world to just walk around feeling negative and feel scared and feel anxious and feel pissed off. That, that's, that's not how life is supposed to be. And it doesn't have to be that way. Again, easier said than done, but... That's the truth. All saboteurs are born by answering one question. In order to survive, I should do X, right? Um, and there's, there's, there's a couple different components to this, but if we kind of start from the top, and I'm not a scientist, I'm not a psychologist, guys. I'm just trying to, I've read a lot of books. I've done a lot of research on this. I'm trying to really uh, synthesize the main points here. And 
try and say it in a way that can really make sense. But from an evolutionary standpoint, our primary objective in life, specifically the first 15 to 20 years, is just to survive, to pass our genes on, right? Um, If you've got, not that I've done a lot of research on evolution, but I think we can all probably get behind that, right? I mean, like any other animal, our goal is to pass our genes on and reproduce and all that sort of stuff. And we need to survive in order to do that, right? We can't die at two years old because then we can't have a kid. And that's normal across all animals, as far as I know. Uh, but the where humans get a little bit of di- in a b- little bit of an additional layer is there's also emotional survival. Most most animals, all they care about is just physically surviving. They don't give a shit whose feelings they hurt in the process, right? They they just want to survive. But in in humans, there's a big part of us that we we have this this ability to 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 have emotions, and with that, um, we want to survive emotionally as well. And this is where saboteurs pop up, right? I mean, they, they, they come from the emotional survival. And no matter what your childhood was like or how good of a parents you had or how perfect your situation was, we all faced difficulties, right? Like we all went through difficulties at home, whether it was without even realizing it. Every time our mom went to the store, we wondered if she would come back because we just don't know. Uh, we go to elementary school and kids make fun of us. We get cut from a sports team or we play sports and there's kids that are better than us. We all went through stuff. And uh, a big part of this this emotional survival is we need to create stories. And we do. We create stories in our head that help us justify this, right? Uh, or help us make it make sense. Uh, this kid's faster than me, so I need to be faster. Or these, all the, all the kids tell me or my parents tell me that I'm too whiny, so I need to be less whiny. Or... Um, you know, wow, that kid's really fat, so I'm not as fat as him, so I guess that makes me feel better, right? Uh, all these stories that we subconsciously or in many ways without even knowing it, we tell ourselves as kids. I mean, this is stuff that, like, we don't even realize we do it. We, we just, that's that's human nature. We do this, right? Because it's a survival mechanism. In order to make ourselves feel better, we need to create a story that 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 helps us feel better. Here's the problem, right? When it comes to physical survival, right? We get baby teeth. Baby teeth grow in. We have an umbilical cord when we come out of our mom. We we uh we drink milk as a kids because our body can't take can't take in full can't take in food right. But as we get older, that becomes temporary. I mean, you're not <laughs> you're not walking around at 35 years old with baby teeth, right? At least I hope not. And maybe some someone I'm sure there's someone in the world that's doing that because that's how our world works. There's always something. But in general, these are temporary mechanisms that fall out. The question is. When do we learn to get rid of our saboteur? When do we learn that those bullshit stories that we had to create in our life need to just, okay, great, that helped you, Joe, for your first 10, 15 years of life, but now it's time to grow up and be an adult and you need to get past that, right? But from an emotional standpoint, um, as we can see, that limits us significantly as we get older in life, when we want to take risks, when we want to get out of our comfort zone. We, 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 we're, judge tells us, absolutely not. Don't do that. There's all this bad shit can, that can happen, right? And... um. And it's some nasty stuff. And uh, I want to point to it again. I'm going to keep pointing back to this. And hopefully you're paying attention that this is not you. This is a voice telling you this, right? Keep in mind that as we go through this stuff. Now we're going to talk about three specific areas where this judge really, really dives in on us. And really, really, um, I'm trying to get better about swearing because uh, I've gotten some feedback. You know, there's other people that listen to this besides people like me, but um, we're... I'm going to go for it on this one. Where the judge really fucks us up is uh, three particular areas, and that's what I and that's what I'm going to focus on today. Um, and it and it constantly finds fault within ourselves, 
It finds fault in others, and it finds fault in our circumstances or lack thereof. So let's start with the first one, judging yourself. And the best way that I can do this is I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain it a little bit, and then I'm going to just say, here are some of the thoughts that resonate for me uh, when, when, the, when I'm judging myself. Because I think, one, it's important for me to bring vulner- vulnerability here like I ask my clients to do or whoever else comes on this show. But I, I also just, I don't know what the hell is going on in your head. I'd love to, and I think at some point I'd like to create more episodes where people, uh, I can just have regular people come on and talk about their saboteurs because I think that would be really interesting. But for the purposes of today, I'm going to say, here's what comes up for me. So don't assume that uh, whether or not you have that same thought in your head, that that, um, that means you're right or wrong. There's probably a lot of things that we, that, that we can't think of. But the, the general premise for judging yourself is uh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And I'm not capable just the way I am, right? Like I, I need to be different in order for people to like me, for people to love me. And it kind of gets sappy, like I'm not worthy of love. And for so long I've heard like that thing. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't directly resonate with me. I'm sure it does. But, um, but the fact of the matter is what does resonate with me significantly is um, being worthy, right? Uh, I, I often find myself comparing myself to where others are in their lives. Well, you know, I'm 32 years old and I just started a podcast, but this guy's 29 and he already, he's already got two podcasts. I, I, I guess I'm not doing good enough, right? Or um, a big thing for me in, in my career is constantly proving my worth, right? Like, oh my God, I need to like constantly be like working. I, I need to be responding to emails at eight, eight o'clock at night so I, I, everyone knows how hard I work. And I can, it's just the idea of constantly proving my worth. If I'm not proving my worth every single second of every single day and pushing myself to the limit and working and working 60 hours a week, then I'm, I'm not worthy of my job, right? I could lose my job. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I feel that others in myself in some ways like will only love and respect me if I, if, if I perform. And that goes back to I, like in general, like I'm an ambitious guy. I do perform. People get to know me like, oh, what, what are you up to and this or that? And it's almost like, well, what if I just called and said, I don't want to do anything and I want to just sit on my ass. Are people still going to love me? Uh, and that that comes up. And that's not me, but at the same time, you shouldn't predicate your life based on just a constant performance to make others like you, right? You're not good enough the way you are. Um, <clears throat> if I'm not constantly pushing myself, this comes up a lot with this podcast, right? Like, I wanted to say, hey, I just want to spend the first three months just creating good content and get letting people get to know me. But then there's this voice inside my head. If you're not constantly pushing yourself, if you're not figuring out how to monetize Instagram, not like how to get more followers and how to do this and how to how to build this up and how to make it better, then you know you're gonna fall beside and you're gonna fall behind and you don't deserve success. The last one, which hits me, but not nearly as much as it probably hits others, uh, is I worry what others are thinking of me, right? Um, and I've been able to that's there. That's a very real voice in my head. I've been able to sidestep that pretty well uh, and separate that from myself, right? It's, I know it's there. And, and, and none of these saboteurs go away. You just recognize that they're not you and you decide not to listen to them. And I've done a good job of that. But I think for a lot of little listeners here that maybe haven't done as much work on themselves, that's a big one. Worrying what others think of you. Uh, <clears throat> and That's how we judge ourselves. Hopefully that rings some bells. How we, judge, how we judge others is another big one. And the first one that really comes up, guys, th- this is why so many arguments and conflict happen with our significant others in life and everything is we assume we know other people's intentions. And not only do we assume that, but because of this awesome judge saboteur, we assume the worst in other people's intentions. 
someone asks us to do something and we just assume they're just trying to be a prick and try and uh, stick it to us or um, they give us a look and we just assume it's the worst on that look, right? And we don't know a damn thing about what's going on. This is such a hard one to overcome and I struggle with this all the time, but especially with Natalie, my wife, right? Like she'll do something and I'll just assume, oh, she, she might've done that to, to, to stick it to me. And really in her mind, she doesn't even, she's not even thinking about me, right? And um, I don't need to go much more on that because you guys know what I'm talking about, right? That, that is a voice, assuming others' intentions, and uh, even worse is that there's some action around that is like engaging with other saboteurs um, when you know their intentions are bad, right? So you're judging others and in the process, they have a, they're a, a saboteur pops out and they do something negative. So it's like, well, I'm going to do something negative because they did something negative and it just turns into this absolute massive shit show. Uh, <clears throat> the other one, and I want to actually touch on something here that I'm going to talk more about as well as I talk about engaging with other saboteurs. And this will fall into the action at the end, but there's, there's like the idea of being awake in real life is again, something that goes back to like, it kind of sappy. It's like, I've heard about this and it's like, what does that actually mean? But I'm, I'm coming to realize what it means is like, don't be a fucking zombie right? Like so much, so often in life, we're just zombies We're walking around, right? How often have you gotten to an argument with someone and afterwards you're like, why the hell did I do that? Or you acted a certain way or you judged, uh, you, you, you rushed to judgment or you rushed to something and you look back and you're like, why did I act like that? That's because you're in zombie mode, right? You are literally like not, you're not awake and not aware of what's going on. And that's why when I talk about the first step, the most important step of change in anything you do is awareness because you need to be awake and actively choosing to do something to change. And if you're not awake and you go into the zombie mode, nothing's ever going to be, nothing's ever going to happen. And as we get towards action, that is going to be a, such a massive part of what to do moving forward here is to just not be a zombie. Wake up. Uh, the other one in judging others is comparing myself to others. This is a big one. And this still, um, I guess it kind of, kind of floats in with uh, judging of myself, but this is a big one for me is, um, and I, I didn't realize how bad of a saboteur this was until I met my wife, Natalie, because like she doesn't do this, right? So for me, what I do is I immediately oftentimes, and I, I don't, I've gotten so much better at this because of her, but I immediately look for faults in others to try and see where I'm better than them, right? And, um, that goes back to like probably when I was a kid, pe- people made fun of me. It's like, oh, you're short, <laughs> And, uh, and it was like, oh, well that kid's shorter than me. So yeah, I guess that means I'm okay. But even now it's grown into like, again, where people are at in their life or immediately looking and just comparing myself to others and, um, looking for bad things in other people to help make me feel better. And it's so funny because, and not that Natalie's perfect. I mean, I'm sure she does it too, but like when I first met her, she like, and I don't know, I felt like a lot of people do do that. And Natalie, like, and this is one of the things that really attracted to me to her so much is like, she's just like a good person. And I'm like, literally took me like a year or two to be like, there's no way like you're this good of a person. Like at some point, like it's going to come out and maybe it still will. Uh, but, but it's just, I've been so impressed because she just, she, she, she started calling me out. She started calling me judgy, Mc, judgy McJudgerson because I would just, you know, I walk down the street and look at someone and be like, Oh God, they're fat or like, Oh God, they're ugly. And it's, it's, I, I hate to even say that out loud, but that's the truth. And I've come such a, and I, I don't do that anymore. And I'm so like, it's, I've, I can actually see the change in myself, but we all do it. Um, a, a lot of us do it to, and we all do it to varying degrees, but, um, yeah, the idea of judging others and judging random people without even realizing it, walking down the street and this voice going off in our head, looking at them, they're this, they're that, and just let people be. 
again, e- easier said than done. Last one here, and this one's nasty. Um, and I'm not going to spend too long on this because I think it's pretty straightforward, but we judge our uh, events and circumstances. What that means is you will be happy when, or hey, Joe, you can't be happy until then, right? And we all know about that, right? Can't be happy in the moment, live in the moment. But that's a saboteur saying, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't be happy right now. You, you can be happy when this happens. Here's the, the, the massive issue with this. It's twofold. One is um, you can't just be happy now, right? I mean, that sucks <laughs> that this judge in your voice that's massively like disruptive is like, whoa, 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 don't be happy. Don't be happy. Look, you can be happy tonight after work. But for any of us that experience this, which we all do, what's even worse than this is this whole when bullshit, this whole you can be happy when, that's a moving target, my friends. That's not like a like, okay, great. I can be happy when I get out of work and I get out of work and I get home and I'm like, okay, I can finally be happy. And then what does your judge do? No, 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 no. You got shit to do. You can be happy this weekend. And then we get to this weekend and something else pops up. I see that a lot with my vacations and I've gotten better at being in the moment more on my vacations, but it's like, you just, I can't be happy. I just need something to look forward to. I got to get on vacation. And then you get on vacation and you enjoy the first couple of days. And after that, all you're thinking about is, well, I can't be happy now because I have to leave vacation soon. Uh, it's, it's, it's nasty. And I personally tie this to security as well. Like, um, I can be happy or secure when, um, that's a big thing for me is like, I think for a lot of people is like financial security and, um, well, when I have a hundred grand in the bank, I can be happy. And then I have a hundred grand in the bank and it's like, well, no, I, I, I need at least a hundred grand in my retirement accounts. Um, and what we do there, and like everything else, is we're basing this security or this happiness based on emotion and not a realistic goal or a realistic situation. Um, okay. Judging yourself, judging others, and judging events or circumstance. This is all one voice in your head that, that comes out, says different things. You heard all the different things I said, but it's all one voice, not you, one voice. Now, there's a couple caveats here that came up for me. There's really two that I want to talk about. The first one is the difference between judgment and discernment. And the first thing that came up for me, and it came up for Natalie when I started talking to her about this is, whoa, whoa, whoa. The judge has been good for me. It's got me to where I'm at today, right? Like uh, for me, Joe Ciccarelli, I've been kicking my own ass for 30, for like 25 years. It's been great, right? Like I have, I've lived all over the world. I've had these great jobs. Um, started this podcast and a lot of that's been self-motivation, tough love, get your ass out of there. So someone else is doing better, get out of bed in the morning. Right. And, um, isn't that a good for me? And the answer to that really is no, any in not that doing all those things isn't good for me, but if I'm forcing myself to do those things from a, from a negative place, then no, that's absolutely not good. Right. And a better thing would be um, to be more aware and more conscious of what you want and why you want it and why that's exciting to you, right? And a great example is this podcast. If I sat there every day and I'm like, all right, I got to work on my podcast. And I, I have had this. Get, get your ass down at the damn table and do your podcast. You know, it's like uh, post this because someone else is posting twice as much as you or get this ready or do whatever you got to do. And um, I, if that was it, like if that was, th- this would not last very long because it wouldn't really be fun because I'd just be kicking my own ass every day and eventually you just get sick of it. But what I try to do is focus on like, like I really enjoy this, 
right? Like I'm enjoying talking to you guys right now. For any of you guys that know me, I enjoy talking anyway. I, I enjoy a good conversation. The the feedback I've gotten from many of you on like how much of this has helped, like that is so exciting to me. Like that that is what I need to focus on to get me to do this podcast and to be consistent with this podcast is that. And that's very different than me saying, get out there and do it, get it done, find a way to get it done. And so my point is, it's not it's not the action as much as it is what propels the action and where your focus is when you propel the action, right? Um, and that also, if you take this more to like a, realist, a, a realistic life scenario, you're... Um, you're in work, right? And there's people that report to you and the person shows up late every single day. Well, God, I can't listen to my judge because if I, I can't judge them and then I can't say anything because then I'd be judging them. And uh, that also comes up a lot. And I think the answer to that is is that it's, it's again, not that you shouldn't address a negative situation. It's how you address a negative situation. For example, instead of going to that person and saying, all right, look, enough's enough. I told you to be here at eight o'clock. Get here at eight o'clock. If you're, if you're going to be late, I'm going to fire you. I'm going to have to get someone else in here, right? What would be very different approach to that is, hey, I just need, can, can we sit down and chat? All right, I, I, I noticed that you continue to come in after eight o'clock. What's going on? Uh, why? What's going on? And what you might find out is one that they're, oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I just can't get out of bed or I can't get out of this or that. And then it's like, look, well, here's why it's important that you're here at eight o'clock. I really need you here at eight o'clock. So, um, and if you don't think you can, then maybe we need to look at, um, something different. Like is in, if from your perspective, if they absolutely need to be there at eight, then that's what it is. Um, and you just tell them that, and then you let, and then that's let them decide how they want to proceed. You know, if you can't be here at eight, then we we're going to need to find someone that can, because it's very important that you're here at eight. What also could come out of that conversation um, is, hey, look, I can't be here today because I'm trying to take care of my mom. She's dealing with this. She's dealing that. And I'm running around. And how much does that change the game? And then as a, as a manager who cares about their people, maybe you say, well, you know what? Look, like, look at where well, your mom's sick. Um, come in at nine. Forget about it. Take care of your mom and come in at nine o'clock. And then how much is that person going to appreciate you and be a better employee for you, right? So I hope you can see the difference here in judging and discernment, right? Discernment is really, you know, you start out being curious or you, you make decisions based on facts and you approach them from a good place. You don't ever need to approach any situation from a negative place. Uh, that's all I have on that. There's two things I want to say before I go into action, right? And the first one is, I'm not perfect at this. I, I, I always want to bring that back home. I just explained this situation where, oh, I could sit down with my employee and do this and do that. I'm not great at that, but that's where we all want to strive to be, right? And we all need to get better at that. And we all could get better at that. And that's the point of this is, is we're working towards getting better at it. The other one is, uh, before, I, before I go into action, I, I, I just want to, again, step back in, um, hopefully now, if I say this for the 15th, goddamn time on this on this podcast is this voice this whole judge thing isn't you right and take a second and realize that and then just ask yourself like if you could actually not have this voice in your life or if this voice is at a hundred percent you could get it down to 75 or 50 percent or 90 percent what would really be possible for you how much better would your life be it's, it's humble. And this is where my work really centers around in coaching is working in this space because I, I just love the idea of when people really can separate themselves from this nasty voice, the world opens up, guys. And I hope that you can at least have enough awareness to step away from yourself. And if you don't, and you really don't see this, then you're not in zombie mode. You are a zombie. Uh, and reach out to me because you actually are a zombie. 
because this is this is real stuff. Um, <clears throat> now I, I want to go a little bit into the action here. And before I do that, I need to go a little bit into the science. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a psychologist, but this really helps explain why what I'm going to tell you to do is really useful. Most saboteurs are developed early in life. We talked about that, right? I, I still think that they can come up later in life through like traumatic circumstances, but in most cases, I think you're just turning the volume up on a saboteur that was already there later in life. Uh, and, they're, and they're developed in two ways, right? They're developed through an explicit memory, right? And that's a memory that we can recall, or they're developed through an implicit memory. And that's something that happens in our life that we're not aware of. When we're in childhood or we go through traumatic circumstances, certain parts of our brain shut off and we don't remember what happened. And um, when you want to work on yourself, you want to beat these saboteurs, the explicit ones that, that, that we can recall when we re- remember certain things that happen, it's easy, right? Because we can be like, not easy, but it's simple because we can separate ourselves from that thing. We can be like, okay, great. We know that this, um, I know this like, for me, in my early 20s, my family ran into some financial situations, right? I know that that happened. So now when I struggle with like uh, having conversations with my wife and I'm like, oh no, we need to save money for this or that, I can actually realize that, okay, this is where this comes from and let me separate myself and let me move beyond it, right? That's really easy to do. The problem is that when you start, there's a lot of these implicit memories that create saboteurs that we don't, we don't know a damn thing about. And this is where when you talk about the importance of therapy, that's a lot of what therapy does. Therapy helps you dive deep in your brain and understand why you are the way you are. It helps pull out these implicit memories and then allows you to work on them, right? The good news is, and this is where coaching differs from therapy, and this is why I love coaching so much, is uh, you can fight an enemy, whether it's a saboteur or a war or a a sporting event, you can fight a quote-unquote enemy without knowing what they had for breakfast right? That's a great saying. And what that means is effectively, in order, to, in order to beat a saboteur, you don't need to know its origin. All you need to know is that it's, it's causing you negative emotions right now. That's literally all you need to know. And I found myself so much trying to dive back into the field. Right. Why do I feel the way I do right now? What's wrong with me? What happened? And it's like, dude, get over yourself. You have a negative emotion, accept that it's a negative emotion, right? And then, and then, move forward with it. And this is what we're going to talk about, right? So now we're coming from a place, we're coming from a level of awareness where instead of focusing on where is this coming from, we're focusing on what do I feel right now, right? When a negative emotion comes up, what do I feel right now? I think there's different levels of awareness that's important for you to understand. I talked about this at the beginning. Before I knew anything about this, anything about any of this stuff, I'm just walking around like it's all good, right? Like I don't know anything is really wrong, right? I have shitty days, I have good days, I just think that's normal, right? And then I learned that, okay, um, I know something is wrong, but I'm not really sure what it is, right? I just, I, something doesn't feel right. I don't really know what's going on. And where, where I want you to get to is that something, something in this realm goes on, something in yourself, others, or your situation goes on, and you're able to immediately just say, wow, that's my judge saboteur. That's it. Wow, that's my judge saboteur. That's literally it, right? And so this is a two-step approach to action. There's a lot more stuff here, but I don't want to inundate you guys. And if you could just do these two steps for a day, for a week, I mean, you hear so much of this self-development stuff. It's like, stick with it for 90 days. Fuck 90 days. If you can do this for a day or five days or six days, you will change your life. You'll watch your life change. I'm not bullshitting you, right? And I've seen it. My wife took this, assess- this assessment that we'll talk about. But anyway, she started to learn about her saboteurs and she doesn't know anything about coaching besides some ran- ramblings that I've had. And she's like, I can't believe how different it is just, just because of the awareness. Anyway, step one, step one here is realize you are not your judge. 
Again, I've said that five, six times now. That is the most important step. You need to, if you can't, and I, I don't, you, if you listen to my coaching episode, that went really deep and that's why that's the advantage of hiring a coach, but you don't necessarily need to hire a coach to just take some time and realize that you are not that thought. That thought is different from you. Any negative thought is not you. That's not the true person you are. And we're going to talk more about finding that true person and we're going to talk more about how to do that. But for the purposes of today, just realize that that's not you. That's all you need to worry about. Step number two. Just notice it and label the judge emotion, right? You want to just identify it. This is the judge. Wow. You're walking down the street, you look at someone and you make a negative comment. Oh, there goes the judge again. You're, um, you're sitting there and you, uh, you're feeling crappy because you didn't do a good job on something. There goes the judge again, right? Focus on noticing and labeling the judge emotion. That's all you need to do today. That's it. Um, <clears throat> If it's helpful, personify it, right? I don't know. Most people just call it the judge. Uh, in my last episode, it was, it was Mr. Jones. Maybe there's a name that resonates for you. Coaching can be really helpful for that. And all you got to do is rinse and repeat. And when I say rinse and repeat, it's going to happen 100 times. Um, here comes the judge again. Here comes the judge again. If you just focus on doing that, guys, you will see a massive, massive difference in your life. Uh, that's a lot of talking for me. I hope you got something out of this episode. I, I, I hope you got two things out of this episode. Those two action items are the key. And I hope that this makes you think a little bit. And uh, I look forward to getting feedback from you guys. And I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying this podcast, specifically some of the more actionable components of the advice I give on here, I wanted to make you aware of a weekly email that I've started sending out. It goes out Friday mornings. It's called Joe Chick's Weekly Tip, and it is just that. It's a weekly tip, short, quick, actionable, and a great way to just start your weekend off on the right foot. You can subscribe anywhere on my website. There's a bunch of different areas, or you can go to joechiccarelli.com forward slash subscribe, and you can sign up. Look forward to hearing from you guys soon.